Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Franzen. Uh, thanks for taking some time out of your day to give, give me a listen. Uh, appreciate it. So, hey, this has been a fun week to be a Pirates fan. Uh, you know, this team, we knew it coming in that they weren't going to be great, right? Um, and they've had your typical ups and downs and growing pains with some of these uh, younger guys, but the youth movement continues on. Um, and this week was one of those ups. Um, it was one of those fun weeks to watch these young guys, and we got to, to take a look um, at some some different people. We got to see the 2022 debut of O'Neill Cruz. Uh, got to see, uh, take a look at Bly Majus, who both have looked great in moments. Um, and we got to see, you know, um, some other things with some of these young guys that uh, that I'll talk about here, uh, you know, on this episode. So, but before I get into any of that, let's have a message from our sponsor, Anchor. So, coming out of spring training, um, O'Neill Cruz was somebody that a lot of fans felt needed to be on the opening day roster. Uh, he had a really good spring and Ben Charrington and the Pirates decided he needed more seasoning in AAA. You know, so they had some things that he wanted to work out. Now we're, most of us aren't stupid. Um, and we know that it is just blatant, uh, manipulation of service time, uh, to keep him down that way, you know, the Pirates keep him longer because, uh, you know, we've seen flashes uh, of Cruz, right? Like we saw it last year. Um, we've seen it. We saw it in spring training. And in this first game, we saw it again. This kid is electric. Um, he is has superstar potential. I don't think the Pirates have seen uh, a guy with this level of potential, uh, you know, in the system uh, in a while. Um, you know, thinking back, I want to say, you know, uh, with the fanfare and, and hype and, and potential and that uh, like uh, Gregor, Gregory Polanco had. Now, we all know how that panned out and it could pan out that way with with Cruz. But, you know, it was good to see, um, you know, him come up um, and he is, like I said, electric uh, that game uh, on Monday. uh you know, he just, he took over that game. Um, you know, he was all over the place, you know, trying to stretch that double into a triple and getting thrown out. Like he was just full bore, uh, you know, in everything he does on, on the field, which, you know, the, the pirates need, I mean, the youth movement that we've seen and the young, the young guys, the prospects coming up, uh, they've been good. But O'Neill Cruz is kind of on a different level, or it could be on a different level. Uh, you know, there's still, you know, the jury's still out. You know, sample size works both ways. Uh, you know, you you don't want to take a couple, uh, you know, a week or two span of a player and say this is how he's going to be. You know, whether he's on fire or whether he's over. Uh, you know, you don't want to bank on that because. Baseball's a long season. Uh, you know, I think Neil Walker yesterday during the game said something along the lines of, you know, with most players, you break it down into, you know, 
quarters, essentially. You have two months where you're bad, two months where you're on fire, and two months when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and I think that's kind of a, a, a simple way to put it, but it really made sense. Uh, and I think that's where, you know, what you always want to keep in mind with these young guys. But, but how fun was it? <laughs> how fun was it to watch Arnold Cruz this week? Uh, you know, he's, he's four for 18. Um, he hit some balls hard right at people, uh, you know, batting average at 222. So just on paper, you're not really wild, but like seven RBIs. Uh, he's doing something, and he's not the only one, uh, but he's doing something that the Pirates have really struggled with this year, and that's driving guys in. Uh, the other guy we got to see this week, who, again, like Cruz, in a sense, not as highly touted or, um, you know, he's not popping up on any top prospect list. But, you know, he's been in the system a while. He had a really good spring. Uh, I, for one, kind of hoped he would have made the, the roster out of uh, out of spring training. Uh, is, is Bly Madras. And, you know, like Cruz, he's hitting the ball very hard. Um, you know, he's been, you know, five for 17 with a home run, uh, six RBIs, you know, he's at 294 at the moment. Again, small sample size. Would it be great that this is what we get out of Black Madras and this is his standard? Yeah. Um, but still, it's still early. And that, and that, and that could be, like I said, for anybody. I mean, if he had been 0 for 8 or 0 for 17, you look at like a Travis Swaggerty. That was an extremely small, small sample size, and you can't judge that either way. Um, but Madrid and Cruz did what I said. He did something that nobody else has really done much of this year, and that's driving guys in. And the fact that, you know, when you can get bats in the lineup that actually hit, it's amazing how, how, uh, how well the team does. Uh, you know, and, you know, with the Pirates, they have some, some you know, potential, uh, you know, all-stars here on this team. Um, you know, Brian Hayes. Um, you know, good game for him yesterday. You know, with that, he had his uh, third home run of the year. Made that, you know, should have been credited with a single, but, you know, scored, scored there in the, the winning run on a, you know, ended up getting hurt. Doesn't look like that's going to be too bad, according to his brother. <laughs> so for what that's worth, um, hopefully that's that that is the case, and he's going to be he's going to be good to go. Uh, I would doubt he's. I wouldn't be surprised he's not in the lineup tonight. But, um, but like the Pirates, like have an energy. At the moment, and I, I think that's something with these young with these young teams and with any team really, um, you know, when you have that positive energy and that excitement, uh, everybody starts to play better. Uh, you know, I think it all started with the three home run game with Swinski on Sunday, and then Cruz coming up on Monday. You know, guys like Chavis have been playing really well this week. Um, had a great game yesterday. Diego Castillo is kind of hitting again. 
again yesterday he's one for five with four k's but you know he had that home run the other day so i mean he's he's back to hitting a little bit brian reynolds is just on fire um hayes has had a had a good couple um had a good game after a little bit of a slow stretch so you know this team's fun um you know we've got all these young guys in the lineup but you you know what really stands out is the starting pitching you know the bullpen's been a little iffy lately will crow's starting to show some wear uh from i think how he's been been used this year which is is kind of expected right he hadn't been a a full-fledged reliever before over a full season so um you know coming out of the pen every couple days instead of every five really um is a lot different uh i did like that you know shelton felt confident enough to bring in uh de los santos in that um you know tough situation there a couple you know weekly hit singles and um you know a walk kind of you know doesn't look good for um de los santos and kind of help bloat crow's numbers a little bit but um i like that um you can't throw bednar out there every night for a couple innings Uh, you know bednar is too important to this team uh, whether it be you know future plans you know closer role for the next few years or possible trade bait they need to keep bednar healthy and uh i think that was a good choice yesterday i personally would have brought de los santos in maybe a batter or two uh earlier um so but uh, it ended up working out i mean the pirates came back and won stratton had a um a shutdown uh inning which hadn't been happening so at least they're another maybe little positive uh but this starting pitch has been great um you know outside of uh wednesday starter jared eikoff and a lot of people you know really question why he was up and there were a lot of reasons i think why he would he would be the guy to eat those innings and uh, it, it's basically, it comes down to the fact that Max Kranich's hurt. Miguel Yajure kind of been hurt a lot this year. Um, he needs to kind of stretch out a little more. Cody Bolton is going to end up throwing a, more innings this year than he has in a, you know, he hasn't pitched in a couple years professionally. So, um, you know, you don't want to force that. So I didn't like, I didn't, nobody loved the idea of Eikhoff. I'm sure Ben Charrington and, and, and Derek Shelton did not say, yes, thank God we have Jared Eikhoff waiting in the wings. No, like nobody was, nobody wanted that, but it was kind of like a necessary um, evil per se. Um, you know, Eikhoff came up. You hope for way better results. He did the absolute worst that he possibly could do outside of walks. <laughs> he only walked one guy, so there's that. But ten hits, ten runs, a couple homers, and four and a third. Um, you know, it, you you hate to see it. 
a, a team with the momentum that the Pirates had going for them, uh, you know, come up with a loss just because they got, you know, absolutely rocked. But, like, I, I kind of get it. Uh, you know, Eikhoff, you know, that, that very well could have been a career ender for him. You know, he came in on a minor league deal uh, the last last year. I believe he was a minor league deal as well with the Mets. Um, it's not getting any younger. The results aren't really there. His numbers in AAA weren't great, um, but it's an experienced guy. Come up, eat some innings, so the Pirates don't have to burn their pen. Um, you know, if they had had Dylan Peters, you know, you might have seen like that more of like a piggyback type situation. Um, but you don't really want to burn through relievers on the stretch that the Pirates have coming up. Um, don't really have a day off for a while. So save the pen. Now they did end up burning Chase DeYoung for three and two thirds innings, but you know, they ended up throwing in Diego Castillo, uh, you know, for the last inning. So uh, I, I, I get the Icoff thing. I'm sure he'll be DFA'd. Um, there's going to be some roster moves here with the Pirates um, coming up here probably this week. Wouldn't be surprised Eikhoff gets um, DFA'd for, uh, you know, possible Dwayne Underwood return. Um, they're going to need a, another starter next week. I don't think Eikhoff stays up. But they haven't, as of right now, they haven't made a move um, that I've seen anyway. Uh, it could be early, might announce something a little later, or they might just sit on it until they need to. But, you know, maybe they do throw Eikhoff back out there. But, like, starting pitching for the – this is really kind of tells you, like, well, the Pirates are thin with starting pitching in, in the upper level. Um, you know, AAA doesn't have a whole lot. And I think I've said that in, in other um, episodes of the, of the podcast. Um, it, it, it's not their strength. They need to get better there, and they will. I mean, you've got guys like Quinn Priester and uh, Michael Burroughs just came up to AAA. Um, you know, maybe if Burroughs has a couple more starts where he's lights out, um, he comes up. You know, uh, Bryce Wilson, you know, they obviously, by going with Eikhoff over Wilson, they obviously, you know, we're pretty clear with how they feel about Wilson. Uh, however, he's still on the 40 man and he pitched a gem the other night. So it'll be interesting to see like how this plans out and, and how that rotation, like who fills in for Zach Thompson, how long is he out? We, we don't know yet. Uh, you know, maybe he just needs to, maybe they're thinking the, the full duration of the, the 15 day and then he's ready to go. Uh, you know, do you deal with Eikhoff one more start and then get rid of him? I, I really can't see it. I, I would assume that he's would assume that he's he's uh, going to be DFA'd. But you know, outside of that, outside of the pitching, like the the Pirates also have some other guys coming back from injury. You know, um, you know, Kevin Newman got to be good to go pretty soon like i said earlier Dwayne underwood jr is pretty much ready to go tucapito marcano seems to be ready to go uh josh van meter probably really close to being ready to go 
So the pirates have some decisions to make. Yoshi is rehabbing, I believe. So, like, you know, he's got to be getting close. And maybe not, like, days close, but close nonetheless. So who goes? Somebody has to. Um, you know, if, if I'm looking at the Pirates roster right now, there's some pretty easy choices. Um, you know, uh, Yu Chang. He, he's number one on the list. He's not really been very productive um, at all. You got to assume he'll be, he'll be DFA'd. Is he better than Van Meter? I don't, I don't know that he is. I think Van Meter there towards, uh, leading up to his, his injury was actually playing better. Uh, I don't, I didn't want to say well, but better, um, you know, better than what we've seen out of Chang anyway. Uh, you know, Hoy Park's another one. He could get sent down. I think it all kind of depends on how hurt um, Hayes is as well with with Park, because Park can play third. Can this Castillo go down? Um, the big one there is the infield. O'Neill Cruz is, you know, the shortstop. You know, O'Neill Cruz is going to play shortstop for the, I think, the duration until he, you know, needs a day off here or there. Where's that leave Kevin Newman? I'd be interested to see, like, in the in the coming days, uh, you know, with, with Indy, if, if Kevin Newman starts to play some second base. Because... I don't think you can, I really don't think you can play him over O'Neill Cruz there at this point. Um, the outfield, you know, Ben Gamble's, you know, close to coming back. Who goes down? I think that one's a little bit more clear cut. Um, I think it's, I think it's Cal Mitchell. Um, you know, Cal Mitchell um, hasn't been super productive as of lately. Uh, you know, he came out, was hitting pretty well when he started, but he's, you know, 192 average at this point. You know, he's over the last, you know, week, you know, he's only picked up, a, you know, a couple hits. Uh, so I like Cal Mitchell long-term. Uh, I, I think that you've got to go with Gamble. Um, over over Cal Mitchell, you can't it can't be Swinsky. Um, I don't think you can send Madras down. But it's, it's interesting because this team is so loaded with left-handed hitting, and these young guys need time to play. So what do you do with them? You 
like a guy like Cal Mitchell really shouldn't go more than a day or two, two days tops without playing, you know, at this point in his development. Uh, and then you got to work in Marcano and Marcano was playing really well, probably the, maybe the best of all of them um, leading up to his injury. So where does he play? You know, you got to, and this is, this is a good problem to have. And I've said that before. And I think most people have acknowledged that, that, um, it's a good, it's a good problem. Um, you know, the pirates, um, have a, they, they have a surplus, <laughs> they have a surplus of left-handed hitting outfielders at the moment. They have a surplus of, you know, infielders at the moment. Are the pirates, could the pirates potentially be, and I, I use this term loosely, could they be buyers at the deadline? You know, what if a team puts up a guy who, um, you know, puts him up on like the, the trade block, right? They make it known that he's available and you have, he has a couple years of control. So you're, you know, Ben Sherrington looks at it and says, Hey, this guy could be, a good part of our team when we possibly contend in 2024-ish. Is it worth taking a shot? We're too far away from the deadline right now, really, to think that the Pirates could clear roster spots by selling or by you know, trading anybody. I don't think the, the market doesn't seem to really be heating up. Um, well, there was a deal yesterday, but it was pretty minor. Um, you know, what if it, what if a team has a starter or, you know, a bullpen arm and somebody, they needed left-handed bats. Do the pirates trade one of these guys and maybe a low level, um, prospect, and I don't really have any names or have any idea of who could be available, but if one of these contending teams kind of kind of tank, um, you know, running going down the stretch toward into the deadline, I don't think the Pirates necessarily will do this um, at all. But like, if they do, I wouldn't be totally shocked. So. who goes like that's the whole thing like what do they do with this roster um because you can't thin yourself out too much with with pitching right like you we've already seen how important it is now they have some easy ones here like max Cranick going to the 60 man or the 60 day that's a pretty easy one um that'll that'll clear a spot uh you have guys like um you know, Eikhoff, obviously a DFA candidate. Um, you, know, you know, Aaron Fletcher, maybe. Eric Stout, a guy that just picked up from the Cubs. 
Um, he's a possibility. I, I could see that happening. Um, but like after that, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be totally surprised if if a guy like like Yoshi is activated and just released. You don't need him. He provides nothing to this lineup. I mean, he didn't hit when he was here before. They took a shot. You know, they saw what he did last year. They took a shot. They're not paying him a ton. Um, yeah, they're not going to, nobody wants him for, you know, in a trade for sure. So that's a spot. But like, other than that, I mean, you're sending Hoi, uh, you know, DFA Yu Chang. Um, you could send Castillo down to get more bats. Maybe Marcano gets activated and then sent to AAA to make room for Newman. But like Newman's on the sixty man, or the sixty day, so you need to clear a roster spot. So like the problem, the thing is here, like you're dealing with veterans coming back, and none of the vet, none of the veterans in in air quotes. Um, coming back, we're really setting the world on fire. Uh, <laughs> Gamble is probably the only one that I feel you, I would say Gamble and Newman are two guys that are two of the, the, the any of these guys that you need to have on this roster. Newman, just in the hopes that he somehow puts together a nice stretch and maybe you can trade him. And that's a main, that's a big maybe. Gamble's kind of the same thing. Um, I like Ben Gamble. I like him a lot. Like, I think he's really good for this team. Um, I've said before, I don't buy into the need to have, like, these wily veterans on the team that guide these young kids. It helps, but really, it's not what the coaches are supposed to do. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, there's a lot of interesting decisions here. Um, I mean, if you need to clear a 40-man a spot, you could DFA, you know, Michael Perez. Bring up DeLay to be your backup catcher. I don't think that's there's a real loss there with Michael Perez. He hits a home run every two months, <laughs> but does nothing else. Um, you know, that's, that's something, um, to keep in mind too. Um, but then you risk losing them and you're already thin at catcher. So yeah, like as I'm talking through all this stuff, like there aren't a whole lot of really good options for them here. Um, Anthony, uh, you know, Bonda. Hasn't been pitching well. He pitched well the other day, but, you know, overall hasn't been great. See a DFA candidate, but then you're thinning yourself out on lefties in the pen. Um, Tyler Beattie. I would have pegged him as being a DFA candidate based on, um, you know, what he had done before he came to Pittsburgh. And, you know, after they picked him up in this first, you know, outing or two, 
but he's really been pretty solid. So I don't, with the way the the Pirates have their bullpen and they like these guys that can go multiple innings, I don't see him going anywhere. Chase Young's another one, same boat. You know, he's he's been solid. So what's going to happen is we're going to see some of these young guys. Cam View, I forgot to mention, he could be optioned, I guess. Um, but we're going to see some of these young guys that we've liked watching play. Um, some of them are going to go back down. And that that's what happens in a rebuild, right? It's, it's really kind of rare that a prospect makes his debut and then never sees the minor leagues again. It happens, sure. But they're going to have their ups and downs. So, you know, this this team's been fun the last over the last week. Real fun. You know, this lineup's going to change. Things are going to change. Um and, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how it all plays out because there's going to be moves that people don't like. And we're going to have to be okay with it. You know, there's a lot of guys here on one-year deals or veterans who are kind of on their last legs. Like I said, Newman. Newman doesn't have too many more shots, um, you know, with the Pirates. Uh, you know, we saw, you know, Ben Charrington gives them time, i.e. Cole Tucker. But eventually, time will run out for some of these guys. So the one thing I did want to add, um, you know, here, you know, it's talking about the the roster and, and whatnot. Um, you know, the deadline's coming. We're going to start hearing more trade rumors. And I already kind of addressed that and talked about it a little bit um, in my last episode but um you know the, the pirates don't have any big marquee names here that they're going to deal we're going to hear brian reynolds name get mentioned um we're going to hear david bednar's name get mentioned i don't think either one of them go anywhere at the deadline maybe in the off season but not i don't think at the deadline unless the pirates get an absolute haul and then you i'm you're seeing rumors i'm seeing rumors that uh you know reynolds the asking price is astronomical. Like they want at least five good pieces in return, which is kind of crazy. It's kind of a wild ask. Um, they're not going to get it. Uh, so I don't see that happening. Bednar. I think if you're offered three really good pieces or two outstanding pieces, you got to think about it. But other than that, like Ben Gamble might bring something. Vogel back if he he's starting to come around a little bit again. Um, you know, for the first time since before he went on the IL. Um, you know, Vogel back can tie something together. You know, maybe. Um, Kevin Newman, maybe. So, like, really, like, what? I'm looking at, and what I'm thinking is, like, what if Ben Charrington goes the route of 
just tries to get deals similar to um you know austin davis for for michael chavis or um Cole, or clay holmes for hoy park and, and diego castillo i still like I, I love the austin davis deal getting chavis for austin davis was fantastic um clay holmes deal holmes has pitched really well for the yankees and i think we all kind of everybody knew it was there um you know his his breaking breaking ball is sick um You know, he he had moments last year where it was there, but I was saying, remember, we're still, um, COVID still affected things last year. You know, not being not playing a whole lot in 2020 and um, last year, and then the you know, I still like that deal. I think that you know, Diego Castillo could be a a good piece for this team. Maybe not as a starter, but as we've seen, people get hurt. He's going to get chances to play. And, um, you know, he started out really well, cooled off quite a bit. Um, but it's really this past week been, been hitting the ball a, a lot better. Um, if you, you know, don't count that multiple strikeout game uh, from the other day. But um, I wonder if he's looking at that. And then they that in that case, who do they have that kind of fits that mold? And, you know, looking at that pen... Does a guy like Chase DeYoung get you something along those lines in a return? Um, he's been pitching very well. Um, Chase DeYoung, who I'm gonna, I I like this signing a lot. Um, last year when they, um, you know, he pitched really well in spring training, and when it looked like he could be a possible, um, you know option for them out of the pen and they ended up using him as kind of a starter and uh, they got hurt. Um, I like that they brought him back. I like that they converted him to full-fledged reliever um, and the numbers are there. I mean, in 14 appearances, 14 games, um, he's 2-0 with a 1.67 ERA, a 0.81 whip. And that's the number that really sticks out. Um, you know, he's pitching 27 innings, has 21 strikeouts. Um, He hasn't, he's only walked eight guys. Um, so does Chase DeYoung bring you something like that? Because if Austin Davis brought you back Michael Chavis, Chase DeYoung could bring you back something better, potentially, or along those lines, similar. Um, you know, is, is Chase DeYoung. the only one in that bullpen that, that fits this mold. And um, I don't, you know, Will Crow, Will Crow's cooled off some. Um, the, will they, would they entertain that same type of deal for Will Crow? Um, Chris Stratton's been borderline terrible this year. Um really struggled so i think you know he's lost a lot of his value if he can string together a good stretch here um over the next month leading up to the deadline maybe you know he can bring you something um 
you know, Tyler Beatty is another one. You know, if he keeps pitching the way he's been, uh, he's been pitching lately. Um, Cause you know, you look at his numbers, they're not as great, you know, as the young, um, but all in all, he's not, he's been pretty solid. I mean, for the pirates, he's appeared in nine games, 16 innings total. Um, He's hit. He's a 2.81 ERA. His WHIP's at 1.25, which obviously is higher than Chase DeYoung, but that's not too bad. Um, he still walks a little bit, a uh, little, a few too many guys, um, but he doesn't really get hit hard. He's you know 2.26 batting average against. Um, you know he's he's another one. You know so. That's what I'm I'm interested to see. And and another thing, like like I you know, leading up to this, um, you know, the pirates are thin with pitching. You know, even in the bullpen. There's guys in triple A, but you know, DeSantos is up, View is up. Um, there's other guys there. But not a whole lot. You know, Hunter Stratton um, is one. Um, the Cam Aldred, who we've already seen, who I'm actually really surprised hasn't made his way um, back up. I kind of think the reason he didn't get called up over view was that I think they were like, well, we'd rather, maybe rather put view through the DFA process than do it with Aldred again. Um, Osvaldo Beto, I've talked about him before. If he could stop walking, guys, um, Cody Bolton could end up in this pen at some point this year. I think long term, he's a he's a good starting option, but I think because of innings, um, we could see him. Yohure, same thing. I think he's probably a reliever long term. Um, but John O'Reilly. He's another one, that, and uh, Christopher Melendez, same thing. If they could get their control down, if O'Reilly could, um, you know, figure out how to strike some more guys out, um, that'd be great. But they're going to get maybe get Nick Mears back. Uh, you know, some not great news about him. Had some forearm tightness. Um, I think he was probably pretty close to coming off the IL. But some forearm tightness. Um, no real time frame for him. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many trades Charrington's going to make. Um, but that's the one area that I'm really interested to see. Um, I'm I'm a firm believer that bull, the shelf life of bullpen arms is very short. And if you have somebody that all of a sudden looks like he has it together and somebody else wants them and they're going to, give you something good in return uh i think you i think you take it uh, you know case in point I, I like to talk about you know when I, when I talk about the bullpen um compared to like kyle crick um and there's countless other ones that kyle crick first year with the pirates looked pretty good after that not so much 
So when you have somebody like a Chase DeYoung, Tyler Beatty to a little bit of a lesser extent, but you have somebody like that that is pitching very well and has the pedigree. That's the thing. DeYoung was a pretty highly touted prospect at one time. So the ability and the expectation, you know, was always there. Um, just not apparently not as a starter and found his niche possibly, but he could also lose that very quickly. <laughs> so, Hey, if Ben Sherrington gets a call on some of these guys. Those are the, the trades that I'm, I think that we'll probably see a few of, um, and not necessarily like the big, um, like Adam Frazier type deals. The pirates just don't have anybody that's that that's in that category. Um, you know, tail end of their controllable years. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, see what happens with that. Like I said, you know, the, the Pirates are thin um, with pitching in the upper levels. So, like, if they are going to make a trade like that, maybe get a guy back that they feel is closer um, to the big leagues um, than some of the guys that, you know, Ben Sherrington historically has um, gone after and, you know, more of the uh, long-term upside guys. So that's the show. (laughs) That's the episode for today. Thanks for listening. Um, Appreciate it. You know, let's see how this this week comes out because the Pirates have a lot stronger competition um, that they're going to be facing uh, than what they had over the past week. Uh, But man, it's appreciate the fun appreciate the um the potential here um and then really I, i'm really excited to watch to see what they do against um against the the rays and and uh the yankees and and everybody so um but yeah uh, again you know thanks for listening check me out on social media you know bucko fever podcast on uh facebook and then uh twitter at bucko fever pod and of course the website buckofeeferpodcast.com if there's ever any updates on the podcast or um, any blog posts um, they will all be there so again I appreciate everybody um, tuning in giving me a listen uh, listen to me rant about pirates for a chunk of your day so um, again thanks a lot have a good one